Hey, hi, welcome to Father Seekers. My name is Scott Eastman. I'm a pastor at Life Church in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Joining me today is my very good friend, Barry Edgman. Say hi, Barry. Hello, Scott Eastman. I'm so excited for today because we're talking about purpose. Yeah. And not porpoises. That's porpoise. a different That's a different episode. Are we ever going to talk can about porpoises? Eat, can you eat porpoises? No, you can't. I'm going to eat a dolphin. That's from Multiplicity. Whoa. It was a movie with uh, Michael Keaton. It was really funny where he like kept reproducing himself. Anyway. How we, do we get sidetracked? We already digressed. Stuff, like... Yeah, I know. It's like because purpose and like purpose. Dunkin', like Dunkin' Donuts bought Arby's. Yeah, who would want to do that? First yeah. of all, who? I don't, I don't know. Arby's. Uh, Arby's. My kid just I asked hope for nobody. Arby's. Nobody from Arby's hears this. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, it's a personal. I preference. think Arby's is one of those things where I order it because it sounds. Oh my gosh, a roast beef would be really good right now, and I get like one bite in and it's down. Unmet expectation, and then I don't want any more. It's unmet. All the Arby sauce in the world, right? Or horsey sauce. I like the horsey sauce there. Anyway, digress. let's talk about purpose. So when you say purpose, let's just talk about like what your definition there is. Like, what are you talking about when you talk about purpose as it applies to fatherhood? When I speak of purpose, I'm speaking of what we know and what we have acknowledged in our lives and we embrace and possess what our creator designed us to be, designed us to do, and designed us to live out. In our lives, and if 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 we understand those those elements there, then we're able to fulfill what God has placed in our hearts to do and to be. Okay, so let's. So when you ask a man, typically, if you ask a man what his purpose is, he's gonna the first thing he's gonna talk about is his job, right? Like what his what he does, right? right, His vocation. In fact, I'm guilty of that. Like that's if I meet someone, I always want to know what they do because there's a bunch of stuff in my head that I'll put together about that person. Oh, you're a engineer. Well, how do you like driving trains? Or mm. I'm just kidding. Cause mm-hmm. normally when people say they're engineer, they mean that they're like a design engineer, not a train engineer. That was funny, Barry. You're not even paying attention. Barry's like checking. But it the, could be. Barry's but checking it, the ground. No, no, right no. Now. It could be. Anyway, it my point be. was, is that like, that's so much how men define themselves is that's what they do. So what's your purpose? Oh, well, I make a machine that makes toilet paper, right? And so like, the, we feel like that's our purpose. But I feel like all that- Right sh- now, that's a really good purpose. It is. I mean, if you could hijack that one, that'd be awesome. All that changes when you, um, when you marry. And that changes even more when you become a father. I feel like both those things trump what you feel like you do for a living. And like, I feel like when, when we have kids and you can stop me if I'm wrong, I'm, I might be going no, off course here, but I just, I feel like my purpose is to make sure my kids are as healthy as they can be before they leave my house. Right. Not just physically, but like emotionally and mentally. Right. And like they're strong and they're confident and that they're like, I need to be a good dad to my kids. Like that's gotta be my purpose. And then like, I feel like secondarily by a close second, right. Is like, like I need to make sure that I'm a good husband to my wife. And like, I don't, my job is like three or four or five or something like that. Like, it's not, it's not up there. It's not tippity top. It's not, um, the very thing that I do. And so that when I think about purpose, I think that's where we got, we have to start identifying what we feel our objective or our purpose or our meaning is. Well, I, can, I, I think I can bring definition to that because I struggled with that even now, but for a lot of years, I was just, I knew sort of what I was supposed to do, but it wasn't a full understanding of it. And where I came clear on that was when I understood that God designed me, created me, he did so with specificity. Mm. He yeah. did so with intentionality. 
He did so with making a way for me to fulfill the task that he designed me to do, to live out joy, to enjoy what he, the desires he created me. For example, men are created to be the, 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 the conquerors, the victors. They're created to lead. Men are created to protect and to guide and to guard. And it's what you just said. Those are the, those are the initial things. But after we make sure that the kids are trained and they get out even to school and then eventually out of the house to do their own thing, what is it that I do? We have to understand as men that God has designed us to be something more than meets the eye. Hmm. He's designed us to be something that is steady and consistent, true, fair, and faithful. But what are we supposed to do? What, what is it that brings us fulfillment? Most of the guys that I talk to are unfulfilled in what they do because they, they, they're doing what they're doing to survive. Now, we can redefine that really fast. If, and I love to ask this question to people, if time, money, geography, and personnel were not an issue, what would you want to do with your life? Right. And then I say, first blink, first thing pops in your mind, tell me. Guys struggle to answer that question. Yeah, because I feel like most guys would never would never like spend a lot of time thinking about that. Because it goes back to that thing that you said just before, where we feel like as men, our job is to provide, to protect, right? And like I need to I need to have a paycheck. I need to make sure that the bills are paid. I need to make sure that there's food in the thing, that the roof is over our heads. Like, yeah. and so like I'll do whatever it takes to get there. Like you just said, right? Mm -hmm. no, no matter what, this is this is. And so when that's our purpose. Purpose is so much bigger than that. You can't ignore the responsibility to pay the bills and provide food and a roof. Like you, you can't ignore that responsibility, but that, that responsibility is different than a purpose. Well, but yeah, but here's the thing. Here's why most guys stray off track and they get bored with their lives and they get bored with what they do and they get bored with their families and they get, they get into other vices or they have an affair or they hang out with the boys, they drink too much, they gamble, et cetera. We're providers by nature. When we're providing, we're fulfilled. But if we don't like the way that we're providing the money that we get, if we don't like that, we're going to get bored and we're going to look for other things to enhance our boredom. The way that we understand what we're, what we're purposed to do is it's very simple. And simple is not easy. It's always right. difficult. Right. But just ask God what... Am I created for? What did you put me on this earth for? You've got a family. you got children. you got to provide for both. You may be a single dad, which enhances the, the tension. Yes. Either way, there's something beyond your responsibility. Here's what you're saying. We're responsible for certain things because we have to provide. We have children. We have a wife. We have a job that we have to go to every day. But God created us for more than that. Yes. And so th I feel like the where, where people start coming apart is when they look to the world for purpose. So they look for the world for fulfillment. So they're looking for purpose and they feel like it, 
that they'll know it when they feel fulfilled by doing it, right? That, stay with me here. So mm-hmm. they're looking for purpose. And so they know what purpose is supposed to feel like, that when you found your purpose, you feel like, okay, I, I'm full. I'm full. Not full like of Arby's, but full of, you know, I'm complete. And so no one, hardly anyone finds that, you know, in their work. Right. And so in the world, then you're like, okay, now what? And so it's, as you said, well, I'm going to, I'm going to try to be full on other things. Right. So for a while there, it might be your kids or your family, your wife or whatever. But then you, like you said, you get bored of that after a little bit and you're like, I'm not full anymore. I don't have any purpose. This is stupid. And then that's where we like, well, this will make me feel full for a while. I'll go, you know, to deer camp and not really deer hunt, but just camp. Right. And drink and, you know, whatever, play cards and drink some more. And, or I might, I don't know, buy things I don't need, like a brand new Ranger bass boat, or I might, you know, like we'll do these things that make us feel full for a second, but they don't, that doesn't last. And this is the problem with the world, right? They, they just, it says the world runs on people's needing to be full. And so, and so in the, in the, and it's consumable, right? It's, it's, it's consumable. So like once you've got a bass boat, Two years from now, Rangers coming out with a new bass boat with a, I don't know, like a third motor on it, or I don't know anything about bass boats, but mm-hmm. a new sparkly paint job. I feel like bass boats always have mm-hmm. like super sparkly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so there's always going to be another thing that the world's going to give you or tell you that this is what, now that you've got one, this one's going to make you even more full, right? So, you know, now you have a car, but you need an electric car. Now you've got, you know, a house, but now you need a second house. Now you need, so we spend our lives feeling like our purpose is just to keep filling this bin of the stuff that the world's telling us that we need that will make us feel full that has holes in the bottom of it. Like that bin is like holy, not holy like H-O-L-O-Y, but like holy like H-O-L-E-Y, right? It's full of holes and we can mm-hmm. never, we can never mm-hmm. keep it full. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the remedy is acknowledging who we are that God made us to be. Not who we are, who the world tells us we should be, but who God made us to be. And so if you're looking for purpose in the Bible, if you're looking for purpose in the in the teachings of Scripture, it's fully going to tell you that it's got nothing to do with you and everything to do with everybody else. One of the things that's happening in culture today is that manhood is being hammered. It's being redefined. Part of that redefinition is what you're talking about. If I can get more, I'm going to be fulfilled. Well, here's the true fact. More only begets the desire for more. Right. So the greatest, and there's some great men in the Bible, like there are some great men, but they all had flaws except one. If you want to learn how to be a real man, then, then read, the, read the story, the first four books of the New Testament and read about Jesus. Like how he, and he just forget it's a Bible. Just read it as a story. Yeah, as an account. And how, how yeah. he talked to people and how he dealt with people and just just how he experienced. And there's a lot of extra biblical literature that talks about how Jesus lived and acted and treated people. Here's my point. We can, we can do two things. We can think that we'll be satisfied by the world and and the law of diminishing returns will kick in. Like if I get this new bass boat, I'm going to be satisfied. Well, a year later, a new one comes out and I really love this more. So now I've got to get that new boat because the one I had before is not satisfying. So I think a new boat's going to satisfy. It's not, and there's nothing wrong with having a boat. What, what purpose does is defines who I am and who I am, what I'm, what I'm created for to do defines 
what I need, want, and desire. Like if I understand that God created me, first of all, to be a beloved son, then I've just redefined my whole life. I've just redefined it all. What does a beloved son do? He pleases his father. Well, if you're fatherless, you don't know what a son's like. So if you learn, if I learn, I had to learn, if you learn what a beloved son is, then you have begun to define what God wants you to be, what he purposed you to be. He purposed men to be beloved sons. So that from that beloved sonship relationship flows all other things. Yeah, that's, I mean, I love that. I don't even know what you would add to that. It's just, you know, like, so what is that? You know, like, I can imagine a guy listening. He's like, okay, great. All right, Rabbi. What? So now what? Like, how do, how do I start experiencing this belovedness from my heavenly father? Because I grew up in a church where I didn't feel like I was anybody's beloved son at all. Mm. And so like, where do they find that? I feel like... That's part two of this conversation. Well, let's let's make it part two because it can't be answered in a minute. So let's let's trans let's transfer the thought from what's a beloved son to this this part two of the next broadcast. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If you want more information about being a fatherless father or in pursuit of being a heavenly son, please visit uh, the website at fatherseekers.org. There's a contact page uh, there. You can like hit us up with any questions you might have, or you can find a bunch of resources on how to start getting connected into a faith community or with a fathering mentor. And so that's the purpose of, of why we do what we do, because we want you to feel like you do have purpose. And so you can learn more about finding purpose and what it means to be a heavenly son on the next episode of Father Seekers. Thanks for joining us today. We'll talk to you next time.